for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the modern world, and we're going to talk about the modern Christian, what it looks like, the lifestyle of a modern-day Christian, what it's supposed to look like, and what it currently looks like. So before we go into this, let's just pray that God would lead us. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, uh, praying for wisdom and revelation um, on how we are to live our lives. God, we pray that you would use your word today to, uh, to open our eyes and open our hearts to receive the blessing and the truth of who we are supposed to be as a Christ follower. So we give all the praise and glory to uh, the Lord Jesus, and we ask that you would lead us. Amen. Okay, guys, let's talk about this. So that there's a day, Paul says there's a time coming when people the world will no longer endure the truth that they're going to come up with their own teachers that that will that will teach these things and lay down the law um in accordance with the desires of their hearts. So let's go ahead and talk about 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12 and let's read it. It says indeed all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Maybe you didn't catch that. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. So if all, not maybe, not maybe, Living a godly life is going to give you persecution. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Persecuted by who, you may ask? Persecuted by the very world we live in. The ones who are against the Christians. So let's go ahead and lay down a law right here. If your Christianity, if your relationship with God, if the Jesus Christ that you have pictured in your head doesn't violate the desires and the actions of the world, you, my friend, have the wrong Jesus. If your Christianity and your your faith walk does not contradict with the way the world's going, if it flows with the world, my friend, you have the wrong Jesus Christ. You say you love God. But which God do you love? Because if you love the Jesus Christ of the Bible, if you serve the God of the Scripture, it will go against the world. This is what Paul says in chapter 4, which I, I, I love this. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove Rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. That's what it says before it says that they will not in, in, endure the sound doctrine. So what can I say about the Christian life? What can I say about the way we walk with Christ each day? It should be walking in love. We should be walking with compassion, but in the same way, it should contradict the world's lifestyle. It should contradict everything that, that, that it seems like the world is standing for. If your, Christian, if your Christian lifestyle walks in parallel with the world, my friend, you have the wrong Christianity. You have the wrong Jesus. 
okay? And you can call it Jesus, you can call it Yahweh, you can call it God, whatever you want. If you can pick up a Bible that talks about sexual immorality being okay, okay, you can call it whatever you want to. But the one thing it is, is it's a lie and it's untrue. If you're not founded, if your foundation is not on the true Jesus Christ, the God of the Bible, you're going the wrong direction. You've been deceived. So if if your heart is truly seeking Christ, if you say, no, I do love Jesus, pray a prayer and ask God that he would reveal to, him, reveal to you who he really is and what the true gospel is and how the true God feels about the sin in this world, about the decisions that are being made in our governments and in our schools. That is how you find out who the true Christian is. Because when I look around, I see millions of Christians, but I don't see any bond slaves for Jesus Christ. See, there's a, there's a very distinct difference in a, in a believer and then a bond slave, someone who has dedicated their life to serving God, being a slave to righteousness. And you say, well, I thought Jesus was about freedom. Well, I thought that we were trying to break free from slavery. Or why in the world would I want to be a slave? See, my friend, you are already a slave to something. As a human being, you are a slave to something. You're a slave to your addictions. You're either a slave to righteousness or you're a slave to sin, one or the other. Either you're a slave to God or you're a slave to the devil. You're a slave to righteousness or you are a slave to unrighteousness. And it's time for you to choose. Because our time is running out. Our time is drawing near. And this persecuted Christian that we are reading about here, okay, it's coming. It's coming very soon. I've been warned by the Spirit. Many others have been warned by the Spirit. It's no, uh, it's no coincidence. It's not a secret. People are speaking out about it. I, and I'm going to share with you a revelation that God gave, uh, gave me a few weeks ago. But this is coming soon, and, and there's going to be a great division that's going to happen, and people are going to have to decide, am I going to live and stand for righteousness, or am I going to side with the world to make sure that I have um, uh, everything that has been promised me? See, there's an uncertainty that happens when we put our faith in God. It's a lack of control that we, that we have when we're, when we're founded and trusting in God. We have this lack of control. We, des we desire this control, but when we put all our faith in God, we're saying, God, I trust you to provide. God, I trust you to lead me. God, I trust you to guide my steps. But see, this, this foundation of Christianity that, that the Bible's talking about, that, that I'm talking about with you right now, has dissolved. It's dissolved. The great falling away, the apostasy that was talked about in the Scripture, everybody thought that they were talking about uh, the world falling away. It's not. It's about the church falling away from the faith. How can you fall away from faith if you never had it? It's about the church. It's about the, the Christian church has fallen away. The Bible talks about it claiming to a form of godliness, but denying its power. We go to, people go to church on Sunday, right? People, people uh, you know, they'll even pray. They tithe. They do all the right things. They do Christmas programs. They do Christmas. They carol. They volunteer. They do all these things, but they don't believe in the power of God. They don't believe in the power of deliverance. They don't believe in the gifts and in the power of the Holy Spirit. We've denied its power. The church has denied the power of God. They have solely focused and trusted in their own actions, in their own volunteer work, their own service work, 
their own programs that they can put together and maybe this will work and this will work and maybe we can do this and we can go out and outreach and do it this way. But the main thing that they're forgetting is the Spirit of God, the, the God, the Spirit that leads it all, that makes it all happen. The, the church has left it behind. The great apostasy. And that Christianity will not stand against persecution. And you might say, oh, I would never deny my Lord. Peter did. What about the, the naked young lad that left his clothes in the hands of the guards? You say you would never deny the Lord. But if you do not have a foundation in the true Christ and you do not have a foundation in the Holy Spirit and in the infilling of the Spirit, you're not going to make it. If you are not praying and fasting daily and spending time in the secret place with God, you are not going to make it through the persecution. You are not going to make it through the temptation. You probably haven't so far. Hear this message and this warning out of love. Get a foundation in Christ, the true Christ. Get into the Word and study it and find out who Jesus really is. Not what your pastor has taught you, not what your family has taught you, not what religion has taught you. Find out what the Bible says. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is He in your life? Who has He been? Have you, can you see that He's been there the whole time? Can you hear Him calling out to you right name, right now by name? The Lord wants to move in your life. He wants to use you. He wants to anoint you. He wants to fill you with the Spirit. He wants to use you. But the fact of the matter is you have to become a bond slave, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You cannot just be a one foot in Sunday morning Christian. I'm looking. God is looking. We are all looking for those, the remnant believers, the ones who say, I'm going to be, oh man, I'm going to serve Jesus Christ Monday, th Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 24-7. I'm going to be on fire for God. I'm going to go where he tells me to go. I'm going to lay hands on who he tells me to lay hands on. Come on, somebody. God is looking for someone who is ready for a revival in their heart. God is looking for someone that says, I I'm going to love him with everything I have, and I'm going to give him everything I have. I'm going to serve him all I can serve. Can you put aside your unbelief and your doubt for just a moment and let God move and let God do something in your life? There's not enough of the word being preached. We're so focused on, on our sermon illustrations. We're so focused on, on, on putting together a 10-point sermon, a three-point sermon, and not really letting God move. The Spirit was given to us as a gift, the helper to guide us, to lead us in the, in the direction of the will of God. How can we push that aside and think that we have a better way? God is wanting to move. What if the reason we haven't seen so much of the move of God is because his own people were standing in the way? We have pushed out the teachings of the scripture and practiced our own religion. It's time that we put faith in the God of this Bible and let him move and let his will be done. I was reading in the book of Exodus, 
um, a few weeks ago. And this is what God really spoke to me through this verse. It's talking about in the chapter in chapter one of the book of Exodus. It's talking about how uh, the new pharaohs did not know Jacob, and so it started recognizing the uh, God's people, the Israelites, as a threat uh, because of the number of them, and so uh, the pharaohs were afraid that the Israelites would team up with other enemies of Egypt and would overtake them. And so, uh, long story short, the Pharaoh appointed uh, slave drivers, taskmakers, taskmasters uh, to afflict them with hard labor, to out, uh, overwork them, to wear them out, and pretty much try to scare them down. But this is what God spoke to me with. Exodus 1 verse 12, it says, But the more they afflicted them, the more the Egyptians afflicted God's people the more they multiplied and the more they spread out so that they were in dread of the sons of Israel. God has a plan. God is not going to lose his people. He's going to strengthen. He's going to multiply. God's spirit is, is outpouring as we speak. There is not, we're not waiting on some revival. Revival is now. The Spirit of God is moving. The fire of God is, is pouring down on the people, his called people. And he's preparing us for a great affliction, for a great persecution that is coming. So this message called, we called it, it's part of it. It's going out because persecution, slander, trash-talking, bad-mouthing, ridiculing, making fun of, however you want to say it, it's part of it. It's part of being a Christian. What? When did Jesus ever say that you're going to fit in as a Christian, that you're going to fit in believing the Bible? If you want to believe American Christianity, United States Christianity, by far you can fit in and believe it, and you can fit in with the rest of the world. You can dance to the music of the world. You can party with the rest of the world. You can go hang out with the rest of the world. You can do all these things with American Christianity, with the United States Christianity. But if you live by the by by the Bible's Christianity and actually read and live by what Jesus taught, then you're not going to fit in. Then you're going to be persecuted, ridiculed, mocked, and put to shame. That's, that's what it looks like to be a real Christian. Why do you think Jesus said, remember, if they hate you, if they hate you, remember they hated me first? Why did he say that? If we're going to be, if we're going to fit in with the world and everything's going to go our way and it's going to be smooth sailing, why did Jesus say that they're going to hate you? And you might say, well, you know, Jesus also has grace and, you know, all these things. Jesus also said that you're going to do these things that I do and even greater. Jesus also said that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. See, our duty as a Christian is to be the body of Christ on earth. It's to do the things Jesus did, to walk in the way Jesus did. It is to put on the mind of Christ and do away with ourselves. Why does it say be born again? 
you must die to yourself. And see, that's why I'm not even worried about it. I've already died. What are you going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to beat me. They're going to shut me down. They're going to take my platform down. What, what are they going to do? I've already died. You can't kill me. To live is Christ. To die is gain. If I, if I get to live, if I get to walk in life, I'm preaching. I'm proclaiming Jesus Christ. I get to, you know, to, to uh, give out the gospel. But if I die, I get to be with God. As a Christian, you cannot lose. All you can do is gain. All there is is gain to being a Christian. You must be born again. You must give. You, you die to yourself. You die to the world, and you're reborn as a new creation in Christ. And if you're not willing to walk that walk with Jesus and to live the life that Christ walked and Christ lived, then you've not been born again. You've not you've not put on Christ. You've not received the Spirit of God. And it's time to do that. It's time to give your life to Jesus to say, God, I realize that everything I've tried to do in life has not satisfied me, has not brought me any true joy. Be honest. You have not won anything from living in the world. You can't. There's nothing to gain in the world. But when you come to Christ, you can lay it all down, you can give up all your burdens, and you can experience true joy, true peace, and actually have a purpose and meaning to your life. It ain't just some to all you atheists out there watching. It's not just some decision that somebody makes because they need a crutch in life. It is a literal supernatural moment that you will have with God whenever you decide that you cannot do it no more. You think that's what I was looking for the night that I got saved? I wasn't looking for anything. I was trying to take my own life. I was I was done living my life, and I was at a breaking point, and God wanted to use me. There's nothing special about me. God just God just showed up. I I I I prayed and I said, if you're real, I'm either going to come to you or you're going to come to me. I'm going to find out. And I said, but I'm done living my life for me. And the Spirit of God filled the room, and He said, now that you're done living your life for you, it's time to live it for me. And this is a call that the Spirit of God is putting out right now. He's saying, now that you're done living your life for you, are you done living your life for you? It is time to live it, to live it for me, is what the Spirit of God says, that He is ready to move in somebody's life right now. All they have to do is say, yes, me, Lord. All you have to do is say, yes, me, Lord. Pray that prayer. God knows what you mean. Say, yes, me, Lord, Father, God, in the name of Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender myself. I, I surrender my flesh. I give it up, God, because I know that I can't serve you and live in the, and live in the world. I can't serve you, represent you, and, and satisfy and give in to the desires of my flesh. Can you pray that? Can you, can you proclaim that to God and say, Lord, I need you. God, I can't make it on my own. God, I've not been able to make it on my own. I need a Savior. Pray to God. This, is, this could be your last chance to, to, to get covered in the blood of Jesus. See, we've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. And we need the Savior, Jesus. We need God. We need the Spirit to move in our life. Will you hear the warning of, uh, from God? 
will you hear this call of repentance from God to all believers and unbelievers? Have you been practicing your, your, your just mono, daily, boring Christian life? There's so much more to being a Christian than just going to church on Sunday. Literally making disciples, casting demons out of people, laying hands and praying for the sick. You're missing out on so much more that God wants to do through you than just help you organize a church program. Hear the call to repentance. It's part of it. Persecution's part of it. People not liking you is part of it. Will you return to your first love? Will you come back to where you started? Ignite that fire that you once had and actually experience God and what he's wanting to do in your life.